Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Blue Apron. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to BlueApron.com slash Bad Christian. Also, Distilled. Today's show is brought to you by Distilled. You don't need to be a celebrity to look amazing. Get luxury-grade denim with the perfect fit starting at just $65. Go to distilled.com slash badchristian right now to get $10 off your first pair. That's D-S-T-L-D dot com slash badchristian for $10 off right now. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Three, 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 two, 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 two. It's the Bad Christian Podcast, yo. It's the Bad Christian Podcast, ho. It's the Bad Christian, don't you know? Bad Christian! All right. Welcome to the trivial little bullshit podcast we do where we give it's a little you nothing. This little nothing we do where we're, what we're really trying to do is give you permission to be yourself and we're going to be ourselves, and maybe we can give you some help or principles to cut through the spiritual bullshit out there. That's kind of what I've been we're doing. Just trying to make, we're just warfare. trying to make a wrinkle in God's kingdom. That's all. That's just it. a wrinkle. Yeah. We just want to give you some tools. One of them is permission. Just say, you know, a dirty word if you want to. This is what I thought of today or in the last couple of days. I was thinking about uh, thinking about King's Kaleidoscope. Toby looks irritated, by the way. Go I ahead. was thinking about King's Kaleidoscope getting kicked off of the creation festival they were on for language, right? For creating. They got kicked off a creation, the creation festival, festival for, for, for language that Chad used in a prayer to God in a song. And so they weren't allowed to come perform or be there at that festival. And I just can't yep. stop thinking, wondering how many people there um, have been, how many people that were at that festival worked at it or had a part in or agree with King's Kaleidoscope not being there that are doing a lot of apologizing for Trump's language this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? You know totally. I, mean? I don't care. I don't want to talk about politics or care about that, but that struck me as funny because it's just the language thing a little bit. What That's Christian all. festival do you, do you think would have had Trump come and speak? They probably all would have, right? Right. I mean, King's Glasgow mean, canceled. Uh, Donald Trump is going to be there now. But anyway, I just I'm sure that's those are confusing things. I don't want to talk about politics. Everybody but, knows. Well, well, can he, I say something here? Let me Speaking let me finish. Let me just say one thing about uh, King's Kaleidoscope and Citizen Saints that I wanted to because yep. they're, they're our buddies. They're doing a tour, um, and they're going to be in the Midwest. This is amazing. They booked it themselves. They're going out there and doing something different than going to the Christian festivals and getting paid. They're booked club shows with their own money, with no promoter, paid for the venues, and are showing up places. And their s- tickets are selling like crazy. So I just want to make sure to do everything we can to help people that are doing that. They're playing in Des Moines, Chicago, Ohio. I I wish I had all the dates in front of me. I don't. But they're doing a tour called the Live Love Tour. So go to Citizens and Saints, King's Kaleidoscope, support their 
tickets. If you live in the That's Midwest, cool. drive and see them. I just wanted to say that. All right, what's up? Wow. Well, I was doing okay today, and then uh, I got into an argument about my dad, and all this is just bad. Like I, mm-hmm. I know we talked earlier today um, about <laughs> what we were going to say and all this stuff, and I'm not trying to wreck the the, the podcast, but I, I just want to say this. I got into an argument. Okay, first of all, Joe, is this okay? Dev, is he wrecking the podcast? I, I, he's a podcast wrecker. I, okay. I'm a wrecker. Okay, so first of all, Devin Shelton, our good friend Devin Shelton, who's in Emory, you guys all know him. Uh, his mother passed away this week. Mm-hmm. And so Joey is in Greenville, South Carolina right now. I'm going there tomorrow. We're going to go to the funeral, support Devin and his family. We've known them forever. I knew Joyce very well. Just a super sweet lady. So anyway, so I don't always talk about my family or I allude to it. But I, tonight <laughs> I was just like, fuck it. I just got to tell the truth for a change. And it's just Matt always pushes me to say more stuff about my family and how screwed up my family life is but so i just and i don't ever want to but then i'm just like i just why don't i just tell the truth and also they don't they don't listen to this yeah. my my dad doesn't listen to this he doesn't so, know what podcasting is at all he doesn't right. understand it right exactly so anyway it's super frustrating but um so i call my dad i say hey what's going on um i want to come and this is just a small example of like what has happened my entire life I said, hey, I want to come and just, uh, I said, well, first of all, let me say this. I said, hey, how's it going? Oh, okay. What's going on? I was like, nothing. Um, he said, I said, you doing good? He said, man, your brother and I got into it last night and we just, uh, you know, we agree on everything. Now, now I want to preface this with my dad and I got into a very large argument about two weeks ago about how Trump is a liar and awful and all this terrible stuff. My dad was just saying, know that Hillary's the liar. And I, and I was like, I know she is. She is awful. But I mean, I can't say that I think Trump is a good guy. And we got in this huge argument, right? First argument we've been in in years. So then this week, he he implies how him and my brother are just so on par with each other. And they just, they, he said, we agree on everything. And I was like, oh, really? Cool. That's that's great. And and he wanted me to say something like, you know, trying to push it. And I was mm-hmm. just like, no, I'm going to let this go. I that's, said, hey, let me tell you. Dev- right. He baited me. I didn't fall for it. He said, hey, I said, hey, Devin's mother passed away. Um, yeah, it was unbelievable. She had a heart attack, and we're going to go visit. I said, would it be okay if I came and stayed at your house? And he goes, uh, yeah. Um, he, he never answers right away. I was like, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, that way I can do, probably just be like, you know, Wednesday night or whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, you, you can stay. My garage door's broken. I've been dealing with that. I said, <laughs> I'll be been parking outside immediately. I said, and I just couldn't hold my tongue. I always hold my tongue. And I was like, yeah, you always I hold said, your dad, tongue. That's what we always say about you. Yeah. I'm known for holding my tongue <laughs> with my dad. I try to, because it's just so it's in my, he's never listened to anything about me or cared about my life. It doesn't matter what I've done. I am just nothing like just, just, it doesn't matter. Like he is actually jealous of the things I've accomplished and resents me because I was born out of wedlock. I didn't know that I, I'm going into a lot of shit. This is going to be in a book. So I'll talk about it more in depth. I go, Dad, I just couldn't hold I was like, I said, Dad, why would you say that? I said, what in the world? I just told you that my one of my best friend's mother passed away, and you're telling me you got it bad with your garage door? I said, why would you say that? And then it just infuriated him. He immediately, it, I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. I, I'm, I, I'm just fast. I don't, sit on, I don't stay on one topic for too long. I just keep moving. I'm just talking and talking and talking. And I was like, yeah. I said, yeah, but I mean, I'm just telling you something. I, I, I'm trying to tell my dad something. Yeah, I'm just talking. I mean, we're just talking, aren't we? What uh, you know, like, and he just got so defensive, and I just kind of worked my way out of it. 
and it almost ended about a minute later. I was like, okay, if, if it's cool, I'll just come stay at your house. And went, yeah, okay, all right, fine. And we just hung up. And I just, it just, then I just walk around the house thinking of all the things I should have said <laughs> over all the years <laughs> and all this stuff. And then I had to tell myself because I'm older now and a little, not, not wiser, I'm just older, but I've lived through some stuff. And I go, well, he just, he lives alone. He's lived alone for all these years. He's scared about what's happening in the world. He doesn't have anybody to talk to. So he wants to tell the only person he can talk to maybe is his son that comes in. So he'd like to get in the story about his garage. So he just, did it the wrong way. So I'm trying to get my dad, but it just is always like that. And I get mm -hmm. so fucking frustrated when I just hear of other, like, I guess I get jealous sometimes. Like y'all's dads like listen to you and care about what y'all are doing and, and even give input. And I'm sitting here going, shit, man. I mean, I'm, I'm a, just a total dumbass that doesn't have any bearings. And it, man, wouldn't it be nice to have the older mm -hmm. man chime in every once in a while? Like that's yeah, the big does, thing. I'm, it, I'm, I'm, do I'm doing this true man experience. Um, it's pretty awesome. Like I, I'm doing two nights in November and, and it's basically sold out immediately. And the guys are just all writing some cool stuff and I'm really excited about it, but I really want to go into that topic. Um, if y'all haven't heard of Robert Bly, check him out on YouTube. It's amazing. Matt Johnson turned me on to him, but it's just really neat. The idea of the older man and how he's been marginalized and he feels that way. So that's the way I feel about my dad. My, my yep. papa was an amazing man, but this, my dad's missing something. Yeah. My dad's only told me he loved me one time in my whole life. One time. That's the only time I can remember. I searched my brain. Maybe when I was little, I don't remember when I was a tiny kid, but I don't remember any time I can remember. And it's just so frustrating. I'm just like, I just want to have a conversation with you about something. And you just listen. That's it. You don't have to. I mean, don't, we don't need to move on to the next topic. It shouldn't be that uncomfortable. And I get so fucking frustrated. I'm just like, shit, man, I'm 40 years old. And, I'm, and I go back to that 13 year old that is just his dad. Yep. Seems like he doesn't give a shit. I know my dad does. I know my dad actually loves me and gives a shit, but we can't fucking talk to each other about anything. And I, and I can't like, I'm if I use my brain, it's it's I, 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 he tries to, you know, f say that I'm being stupid or liberal or dumb. Like I, I, I told I told him that both candidates are to I told him both candidates are just completely flawed and awful, and that Donald Trump is a liar. And he said I didn't know my son was a liberal. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Would you, what you in would the probably, world is liberal, Dad? What is liberal? What are you saying liberal is? It just means bad. You, it meant to you'd him. Probably, you're exactly right. Would you prefer him um, to be just non-argumentative and just be like, oh, that's just my son? Okay. Or, 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 or would that no, be too much, too, if uh, he didn't have much of an opinion or pushback? I guess the most frustrating thing is, this is what's really crazy. My mom's personality is even crazier. I mean, y'all know. I haven't talked. I'm going to talk about That's this a whole like other said, episode. in a book. A whole other life. <laughs> yeah, a whole other episodes. But my dad is extremely talented. All my musical abilities came from my dad. Like it, it, my dad is is so funny. He can be one of the funniest people I've ever I love been being around. around him. He, he's so he's particular. He's very. He's always been in good shape. He always cares about it, like his aesthetic value of his clothes and his face and his hair and everything. Like he's just. I mean, he's such a neat guy, and it just is so frustrating. Like, like uh, when Tony Robbins asked that, like, who did you, who's love? I don't know if y'all saw it, watched uh, I'm Not Your Guru, but he asked the question um, on there, and then on a podcast with uh, Tim Ferriss, he asked the question, whose love did you crave more in your family? Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, and it's so frustrating because it, it is my dad. My mom gave it freely, even though it might have not been true or whatever. It was wild. She loved on, you know, her heart was on her sleeve for anybody but she'd screw you over or just treat you the best ever 
but she was always wanting you to like her. And my dad didn't give a shit. And I just, I guess I craved my dad's love. I wanted my dad just to like be impressed or say, mm-hmm. man, not even be impressed. Just say, man, that was a good job. That was pretty awesome. You know what I mean? And it just never happened. Doesn't matter like what solos I got in high school or middle school or what I, grades I got or anything. Nothing made him like take notice. And it's just, I, I still feel that way. That's what I'm saying. It's arrested development. I go back to thir- just like frozen 13 year old fat kid whose dad's just like, man, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? It's so stupid. He, he might not even say, he didn't even say stupid, but I felt that way. I, yeah. I don't want to put words in his mouth. And so yeah. I guess get so frustrated when I'm like, I just want, can I just say my friend's mother died? And we just sit with that for a minute. And you go, man, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I know you love Devin and I, I know that must be tough. Like yeah, if he would have said that, I, you know, what's funny. I think if he would have said that I, right now, I even feel this way. Like I would sob. Like right now I feel like I'm getting tears in my eyes. Like my dad just said, Hey, like that's the simplest thing in the world that you would think anybody would know to say, "Hey, your your friend's mother died." I'm sorry. I'm, it must be tough. Like I, I'll I'll pray for him, or or yeah. I'm I'm sorry your friend died. That like would just be so loving. Like, yeah, but he can't sad, he can't man. do it. I know that and is sad. That's what, and it's, that's it's, why it's it would alone. be excusable once for somebody to not get that cue right. But just the fact that he's never been on that level, you not ever had that communication right. on that level is is very sad for sure but but that's what that's where i go to and this is why i'm so passionate about the whole man thing is men could level the world with love and emotion like it is just so crazy that my dad's few words to me yeah, and, and part of that might be but i mean like i've seen you matt we've joked around but you know you the way you experience emotion in your life and the way you think things is is different than a lot of people but i I'll i know that. that but buddy saying something to you as a man to his son just levels your heart. Yeah, I mean, he it's does. Just, it, I mean, he the, does the, it. Yeah, it, yeah. that's what I'm saying. The, the power of it is just crazy. And I hate that my dad feels marginalized and can't tell his son. He, like, my dad can't tell his son that he loves him. He might, he would maybe send me money or, you know, do something. But, like, he's going to let me stay at his house and he'll probably buy me dinner and we'll laugh and cut up and stuff. But, it, like, we can't have a moment where he just goes, hey, listen. I'm proud of you, and I'm glad you're my son. Like, that, you know, it's crazy. I, I would start sobbing and shaking. I wouldn't be able you know to crazy. turn into a slob. Yeah, it seems like your your dad is like how my grandpa was. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like he, like our grandparents' generation, seemed to be a lot like your dad. And that that just because a lot of the things that you're describing about your dad is how my dad's dad was. Mm-hmm. So it just. I think yeah. your family lit. So you, Toby Morell is like my dad. So you're going to be checking Ike's penis when he's a little bit. Well, older. I just I, because of that. That that's the thing that's so crazy in this world is some of that makes me a better man. Like I told myself when we had kids, I would never not tell them I love them in public. Like when I drop them off at school, I always go, "I love you." They don't even hardly ever say it back. But I just <laughs> want them to know I don't care about your teachers or anybody. I want you to know that regardless of the situation, I'm never going to be too embarrassed to tell you I love you. And that you mean something to me. Like, I just, I want them to know that. And that's, I think a lot of guys are like that. And, and that's where we're at this world where guys are just, yeah. don't know what to do. They don't know what to do with anything. It's well, just, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's a weird world right now. It's particularly difficult to see once you become a parent and get into phase two of your life or at halftime or whatever you want to call it to see your parents just be flawed idiots kind of a thing anyway. And they're just childish. Yeah. I mean, that's what I feel like the whole world right now appears to me childish. Like, trying to oversimplify politics or uh, political correctness issues is you're looking, you're looking for this all to be childish and the adults are, they're no different. I mean, 
you know. think about how the three of us feel. It's not like yeah. we feel like we crossed this line sure. of maturity and we're just so different than what we were in college. Yeah, but when a, you know? when a parent is a child is more childish than their kid, it's it's crappy. Yeah, it, it can be crappy. Yeah. My, I, t- I called uh, I called my m- mother in law when we had her baby this week, and she criticized what time I called her and said that she didn't like the name. And that was it. <laughs> wow. She didn't yeah. ask if it was if they were okay or congratulations. But it, you know, I mean, she didn't. She should. I don't know. That's just what. That's just what. It's just that's sad to to be that way. It, it's so sad too because what what made her that way? Uh, right. She doesn't. Right. Uh, my dad doesn't want to be that way. I, I I do believe inside my dad's heart he would love to just give me a hug and go, man, I've always loved you. Yeah. yeah, yeah I know. I, don't think he I can. know that's he there. Can. Isn't that crazy? Well, he's he can't, scared like, I'm gonna of see it him tomorrow. All. I mean, he, it's it would right. it would destroy his whole ideal. It's I mean, just immaturity and fear. I mean, he's just right. scared. I mean, you know, it, well, that's I know no this excuse, is take, but it, that's what it is. Right. I know this is a lot more serious tone of a podcast, but I really am sorry. Like that. That's no, you don't just, have to be sorry. Just, it's just, it's just, it's yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate. It that. does make me sad. It, it just yeah. makes me sad to. And I'll say thumbs up, man. You turned out to be pretty, pretty decent. I don't think that when you and I get in arguments, then I'm like, man, your parents really did screw you up. But for the most part, you turned out all right, Toby. No, oh, very good. Nobody got a dad that you got the best dad in the world. You can like show him your wiener, and then he yeah. comes on your podcast <laughs> and even talks about it years later. Unreal, and it's awesome. I mean, that's and, amazing. And, and he says, I mean, I just figured that's what dads do. Uh, you he's know? the sweetest. <laughs> hey, the let sweetest. me ask you a question though. <laughs> Do you, how often do y'all have emotional moments with your dads? Like, I, I, I do want to say this. I think both of your dads are just great. Like they really are. Like, they are loving men who are have their quirks and or whatever. But, like, how, how often do y'all have, like, an emotional, like, does well, it happen once at least once a year, like, where you feel something? Let me answer that question. I understand where you're going with that, but this will make you maybe a little bit more sad. But having a good dad that, that knows those things, um, it's – Maybe once a year he'll say something that makes me emotional, but on the other hand, he's telling me probably many times a year, and especially when I saw him and talked to him more, all the time he would say that he loves me or he's proud of me or name a specific thing that I did that impressed him or those kinds of things. So it's kind of sad because so much so that that's routine. It's not emotional. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sad for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Happy for me. I mean, great for me. I'm sad for you. (laughs) Amazing for you. (laughs) But you, Joey. Something that Matt said as far as like kid uh, or parents showing their childish side, this is kind of the flip side of that. Something that my dad did that made me really sad and I think is a blind spot for my dad. And I asked him about this. I was like, Dad, you realize this affects you way more. But just recently, he told me. And I could tell, like, I, I think his voice was even quivering a little bit, but he he recounted a story that happened when he was, like, six years old. He was on the baseball field, and there was a pop fly, and he missed the ball. And, and he said, Joey, in front – I mean, this is, this is like my, at the time, 65-year-old dad saying, Joey, in front of all the kids and in front of all the parents, my dad yelled, butterfingers. He said, I was already embarrassed that I dropped oh, the ball. And he right. said, and then in front – and he he was not making a joke out of it. It was a very serious conversation. And then my dad said, you know, but it's not that big of a deal. I mean, my, you know, I just didn't grow up with the greatest dad. And I'm thinking, no, this right. is a huge deal. This has affected mm-hmm. you to this point. I, oh, yeah. That's why I asked him on our podcast on Password with the Answers. I was just like, Dad, you realize I think it affects you a lot. A lot more, and well, it's just well, that's so a, yeah. crazy the impact that a dad can have, man. For for better or for worse, it, you're right. Like men are not women. Women give us so many good things, so many values that I mean, like with without 
Jess, like I, I love seeing Ike, our son, interact with, uh, with his mom and like how much it means to him and all that stuff. But women are not men. Men are not women. And there are certain things that a man brings to the table that just you, you yep. see it in this generation that we're not getting. We're learning manhood from each other, uh, our peers. And the older man, for whatever reasons, he was hurt. Or he'd never learned either. It's it's not totally. It's not my dad's fault necessarily. Like, and, right. and I, it's what's so funny is I, my grandpa was awesome and kind of emotional and and uh, uh he was a sweet guy. And I don't understand what happened to my dad. But you're right. Like that thing of your dad has carried Butterfingers for sixty years. Or, you know, fifty yeah. something years. Isn't that crazy? Like it, that stuck with him because he needed his dad to go. It's okay, man. Right. Everybody. Everybody drops a ball, dude. Like right. that. What would that like that that? That's what I'm saying. Like. And said it was if, public humiliation. Right. And, and 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 his dad didn't know that. His dad thought, I'm making yep. light of the situation. Toughen up, dude. It's okay. And it was. It didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like in the whole reality of the thing, he's just saying, Yes, oh, you dropped the ball, butterfingers, loser. <laughs> sure. But it just don't we don't know. And so this whole idea of our the male language and what it means and how do we learn to interact with each other and we don't know what we're doing and the and culture and masculinity is is look almost frowned upon in some ways mm -hmm. now, and, and and we don't know how to not push back right. in stu stupid ways. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm, like, I'm trying it, to be like have this podcast be over macho everything and all about men and stuff like that. But there's something about it that I know we've been talking about lately. We've got a few podcasts that are on manhood and stuff. But I and I tweeted the other day that, it, and I like to have it uh, think of it in a complex way. And I and I mean it when I say this. I do mean it to be funny. But I think women are better than men. I, I think they are. But it's okay to be a man. That's the that's the most way yeah. I can say I'm pro woman. I just I really honestly think they're better adapted for the future than we are. Right. We don't have to kill bears and protect the women. We talk about it all the time. We don't really have to do it. They're actually better adapted for the future. But that doesn't mean it's not okay to be a man. Whatever whatever right. that means. I mean that that's that's a blanket thing. But th that's kind of the way I feel well, about it. Well, it's interesting L listening to some of these uh, you know philosophers and poets and and, and like Robert Bly and stuff. It's interesting women have adapted well to our culture and are realizing their potential and they're going after it and they're using it and they're working in yeah. culture way more. Men have been kind of pushed to the side and don't know where they fit in. That, that includes the church. Yeah. That includes our culture. That includes the workforce. And so men are don't know what to do. And so then they react terribly. They become not loving fathers or whatever just because they're pushing back in a in a selfish way. But they don't. But I give them a break because they don't really know what they're doing. It's really interesting. But you're right. Like. I'll go a step further. I think a woman probably will make the best president. Probably. I actually think that. Yeah. I, I think mean, Hillary's just horrific. She's horrible. She's too bad. She's, She's going to be the first I, one. I, I, I know. But, but, but I know it's just so sucky. Like, I think a, a female could bring so much honor to the office. Yeah. I really do. Like, like for you can talk so much shit about Obama and his policies and all this stuff. Like, I just think the dude's cool and honorable. Like, I think he's a good dad. And I like him, and and I appreciate that a ton. Like I might disagree with what he believes on certain issues or whatever, but like I think like it would be awesome. And but just because I think females' values and work ethic and the way that, the things that they can do would just be so great for the White House. I hate it that it's Hillary because she's just so shitty. But anyway, that, that's not a. I don't. I don't. I'm not trying to take away from women or females or anything. I'm just saying the dad means so much. And we don't know what that is anymore in a lot of ways. Like we we don't we didn't get that lesson from our fathers. We didn't get that lesson. Well, and it's like, changed. Our I mean, culture. It's, yeah. It's well, also, I mean, it's like different. So. Th think about education. It's dominated by female teachers. Think about the uh, culture now is is becoming more and more dominated with you know men are are too aggressive. 
men are too testosterone, men are the, or whatever. And so you don't know where you fit. You don't want to, you don't want to be, uh, you know, Wolverine and smashing and yelling and going insane. At the same time, you need a little bit of that. People, it's okay for a man to be. Right. It's okay to be. You're not defined by your strength or lack of strength or your, you're wanting to love football or not love football or whatever, but it's just, it's interesting that this is where we're at. And there's a real question mark on masculinity right now. And it's, yeah, it's frustrating is. to me. And, and I, I experienced that today where I am a man who is a father who loves his kids. And I, at 40 years old, I have a conversation with my dad where I'm just like, I can't talk to this man who created me. I can't talk to him. And that's just it. Just it just devastates me. And I walk around right. thinking of all the cut downs and shit I could have said. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's macho, it's strong and strength, and those things are fine. And also the tender side of men. You know, we've already had that part un- undermined. You know, that part we've already stripped from from men just from them being afraid. And we're stripping yeah. out the macho parts now. So it's like this: they don't know where they fit. Maybe you know what I mean? Because what you're saying yeah. is you wish your dad was tender, and it's okay to be tough. Both are okay, no. right. but we kind of feel. Yes. Many men feel very stripped of that both are wrong, right? Classically, men have to be tough and, oh, they're not in touch with their emotional side. Well, they should be. That would save the world from your your point of view. It would do a lot. And on the other hand, you know, so we have it from on both sides and a lot of people are are lost in that. So I mean, uh, fathers, like, what? Can I say one last thing? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll I'll bring it back. I was going to say, let's take a break, but go for it. Just this last thing, just to flip the script, this is what's really interesting is, I also can't tell my dad I love him. That's what fucking just destroys my mind. Like, I can't sit across from the table tomorrow night at dinner with my father and go, hey, I really appreciate all you've done for me in my life, and it meant a lot to me that you worked so hard for me. Mm-hmm. I can't tell my fucking dad that. Why Why do you think that is? It would just, it would wreck everything. Like, it, he couldn't <laughs> handle it. He can't handle, like, if I say that, he would go, ah, oh, then, yeah. We wouldn't even be able to enjoy the rest of the night. For, for and, and I don't know if I can. <laughs> yep. I, wasn't taught that, I, w- I wasn't taught that lesson in, our, in his and I's relationship. It's just not part of, of your relationship. Yeah, he would be a little upset. Like, why do you got to do this? We're having a good night. That what is you, so what, you know intriguing, what I mean? what, man. The point there, Joey, Gosh. is that it doesn't exist to them. They don't have that. So, so you bring that in. He never, ta- it, he never yeah. taught me that, and I, I assume he doesn't want it, and so I avoid it too, you know? So they just, you, it's like something you have no right. experience with. So you just wouldn't be able to handle You'd be on Bambi legs relationally. Like they have a relationship. Oh, it's golf here. Talk about this cut up here. That works. It's stable. And if you threw that into it, it would just, it, yeah. it would be so uncomfortable. You know, it'd be like on a, on a roller coaster ride that you, you just, you just can't handle it. It'd be like somebody throwing you out of a plane. <laughs> hey, we're going to break. We're going Toby, to break. I don't want to make you, I don't want to make you feel worse, but Devin's dad told me that he loved me tonight. <laughs> oh, Devin's dad's <laughs> awesome. All right, let's go to break. Our sponsors really are great. I can't believe we've had so many for so long and that you guys are supporting them. That's the only reason people that we have sponsors is because you guys listen to the stuff we say for the products that we really do have and like. Thank you for supporting them. If you don't, Really take our word for it. I really do like the stuff that we do. One of them that's been around forever is Blue Apron. I would not have even ever expected Blue Apron to be as effective and useful as it is. I'd say, oh, that's a, oh, okay, it's just an idea, trying to, some company trying to make money, figure something out. But man, they've really solved a problem. It's incredible how much time you save and how much money you save in, in the long run from not going to the grocery store and picking out the ingredients and having to do the research and not buying other stuff while you're at the store. 
Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, and they do. And they achieve it by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. And that means me. I'm a home chef now because of Blue Apron. They partner with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. Seafood, beef, chicken, all this stuff is great. It can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. They ship the amount, exact amount of ingredient you need for each recipe, so there's no waste. It is great. I know you guys have had good experiences with it, too. I just love this company. It's so neat. Like, if you go to their website, you can see what farms they're working with, and then the recipes are so good. I mean, like, spring bucatini pasta, which we had, Salisbury steaks. I mean, all these amazing meals. Vegetables are some of the best vegetables I've ever had in my life. But that's what's so cool is they work with real people. This company cares about people, and they work with real people to give you the best ingredients and the best food around. And since we're speaking about family, it uh, I mean, it really does build your family bond. Do cook with your kid. Cook with your dad. Yeah. You know, do it. So fun. It is the best food I ever had, like I say, and, and it's something that I make. And it's for less than $10 a meal. And, I mean, some of the meals in October, crispy chicken melonese with warm Brussels sprouts, celery, potato salad, roasted pork, steamed buns with garlic mashed potatoes and spicy cabbage slaw. And you'll love how it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Go to blueapron.com slash badchristian, and you get the first three meals for free. So this is one of those things to where we are giving you something, an opportunity to, to jump on. Here's three meals for free. You're crazy if you don't do it. That's right. Go to blueapron.com slash badchristian. That's right. All right, so distilled, my new favorite jeans. Um, Like I said before, I've always uh, admired those, looked at those, or even thought people were crazy for getting uh, fancy, nice denim. I just thought, wow, that's some other class of people, but not anymore and not for me. So I have my first pair of luxury-grade denim now, and I've worn them every single— I do that. I tend to do that anyway, but I've worn them every single day since I got them. <laughs> I don't like to change clothes a lot, but I've worn them every single day since I got them. I'm going to actually wash them probably coming up, but they're great. And these things start at $65, which is amazing for, for the quality of product. And how do they, how do they get luxury grade denim to you for $65? Well, that's easy. They refuse to work with department stores and retail middlemen. So there's no markup. No bullshit. Yeah, I said bullshit in an ad. Thank you, Distill, for putting bullshit in ad copy. That's really cool, by the way. And these jeans are just great at an unbelievable price. And all you got to do is go to distill.com, and that's spelled D-S-T-L-D.com. Find the perfect pair with the perfect fit. They'll ship them to you for free and guarantee the fit, or they'll send you a new pair till they are perfect. So see for yourself why A-list celebrities have been spotted in magazines, Vogue, and GQ wearing distilled jeans. So C-list celebrities and, uh, you know, D-F-list like pastors yeah. like Joey even wear them. It's the first time I've ever worn skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my jeans. I wore them last night. I went out in the town in Nashville. My family's out of town. I went to this really cool bar with some friends, and I was like, I'm going to look good tonight. And I put on my jeans. I just felt so great. Like, I, it is hard for me to like jeans. Like I always, it, it, I look for jeans. I go to all these different stores, try on pair after pair after pair. My distilled jeans fit perfectly the first time. I'm a big guy, and it's hard to look good in jeans. Sometimes my wife says most of my jeans look like dad jeans. These look amazing. I felt so like 
cool. Like I was like, man, for a 40 year old, I'm looking tight tonight because these <laughs> jeans is awesome. All right. So just go to distilled.com. That's D S T L D.com slash bad Christian right now and get $10 off your first pair. That's D S T L D.com slash bad Christian for $10 off right now. Five letters D S T L D.com slash bad Christian. Can we talk about this? I, I'm excited about this band, Civilian. Oh, tell me about it. Well, we're going to play one of their songs, but this is a new Tooth & Nail band, and we are just really excited to get to work with them because um, they're from Nashville, Tennessee. But, uh, Matt, can, their debut album is coming uh, out uh, on Tooth & Nail, and it's called You Wouldn't Believe What Privilege Costs, and it comes out on October 23rd. But let's play their song, Cut and Run. Save for the nature of midnight my eyes are wide The constant ascent of an intrigue that multiplies Reflective glide. The two of us appeared as a picture unaware. The guests were staring back. I'm I'm super pro Nashville bands, but but this band is going to be really cool. I'm I'm really excited for the for our listeners to get to listen to them. They you can watch them play this song live on the Tooth and Nail YouTube channel now, also, which is kind of neat. Definitely sign up for the Tooth and Nail YouTube channel. A lot of cool bands, a lot of good vids there. It's going to be cool, and you can also check out their new music video there for song for the song Skulls, the first track that debuted for this album, which is called uh, You Wouldn't Believe What Privilege Costs. Here's what's cool about Tooth and Nail. They're still legitimate. They're still putting out great bands. A lot of labels can't do that, but you can trust Tooth & Nail to put out some really good bands, and I'm excited that we get to work with them so much. Having been on Tooth & Nail and know them and work with them, I'm excited that they are still able to find killer bands. It's hard in this day and age to find bands that are good. Thanks to Tooth & Nail, and that song's Cut and Run from Civilian. I think they're going to be a big deal. I really do. Yeah, they're good. And we're back. 
back. And we are back. Guys, I want to apologize. We did not, that what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast was nothing. What we did, we sat on the phone for like 30 minutes today talking about the podcast and what we would talk about, and I totally wrecked and it. And so that was, yeah, what we did for the first 30 minutes was not on, on the agenda. You know, it was just Toby wanted to talk about really important family stuff that happened in his family this week. That's all it is. <laughs> Well, and it's sorry. great. <laughs> Given the lack of uh, important things that has happened in other people's families this week, we just spent the time on Toby. That's okay. Right. right, yeah, right Matt, it was a Matt. dull time for the Carter and Spencer <laughs> households. I mean, Matt, Matt, what's been going on with you? I mean, I, you heard about my life. You just had a boring week. It was, it was pretty dull. Yeah, actually. I was doing some, you know, just surfing for recipes and stuff online. Looking at mics and gear. <laughs> just no, normal stuff for me. Anything out of the ordinary happened? Oh, oh. I could kick myself. I had a baby this week. What? <laughs> yeah. I had a daughter. <laughs> Forgot about that. It's easy to forget. It, it just is. is. Easy to forget. We're now, busy. It, We're it busy is people. a little different though. Congratulations. How how much? How much does she weigh? Tell no, us I, oh, how okay. long well, she look, is. I wanted I wanted to take a different <laughs> route. I can make fun of my my normal thing would be I was gonna talk serious and emotional. I was gonna give you all that. But if you want to make fun of having a kid, that's easy to do too. First of all, the length measurement of a kid is the most useless thing possible. I Somebody know, asked me how many inches crazy. it was. I was like, who cares? That doesn't matter. Like, I understand the weight. Weight is interesting to me. Weight's interesting maybe based on, like, if if it's healthy or not, but 19 inches or 20. Oh, 20. What? What? That is the most useless thing possible. But the most comedic thing that I observed is when you get a baby in your family, everybody else gets demoted. Like, you know, you only have so much care that you can have. And I noticed this when Georgia was born, that the dog started to be a real piece of shit in my eyes. Like, get up. Like, I didn't have time for him anymore. Like, he, he got demoted. So, and I, look, I'm not one to ever kick a dog or, like, hurt it. But the dog comes up when Georgia was born. I would push the thing out of the way or use my leg. I might be a little more forceful. You know what I'm saying? So, it's right. like I have way less care or respect for that dog when Georgia was born. So, that kind of made sense. Now, just had a new baby. Now, when Georgia comes up, I push her off of my leg, knock her out of the way. She's demoted. <laughs> she's back to it. She's where the dog was. And I flat out kick and beat the dog senseless constantly. You know, right, right. so it's everybody, yeah, yeah. everybody's a chain down the line is how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's it like being a dad of two now? Like I, Joey and I obviously know what it feels like, but did, did it change your mentality or, you know, uh, so many people said, I don't, well, I, I love our first kid. I'm scared I won't love the second one as much. What are you, where are you at? Well, yeah, I mean, y'all know me. I, I, I love babies. I mean, babies is where it's at. I don't think there's anything better than the newborn in the world. So interesting. It, uh, so, I, yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's just, it's the greatest thing. And I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not trying to say funny stuff, but again, also definitely not a miracle. I'm not getting into that either. But I will tell you nothing, there is nothing that is more of my favorite thing than a newborn baby. No, it's just night and day. It's so short The most profound, too. I mean, it's most important, best favorite thing in the world today. In in the world's a newborn baby, especially mine. It's the best thing in the world, you know. But and that's why it's been. That's why it's really hard for me. We had some trouble, and you guys could tell very quickly on text and everything. I've been. This is tough. I mean, I've been. I can be pretty emotional on this subject. It's not my normal way, but it's 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 been hard. It's been scary a little bit. She had to spend a little time. Two to extra days in the in the NICU neonatal intensive care unit, and just the sound of that is it's just too much. Yeah. I just nothing. It's the most. It's just it's just it's just unbearable. Just 
It makes me feel ways that I don't, because it's not that I'm not emotional, guys, that I just normally can process stuff, handle stuff, do something about it, do cognitive behavioral therapy on myself and tell myself how to think. And then in situations like that with family or baby or something that's just totally out of my hands, I, I have less, uh, I'll put it this way, I have less practice dealing with emotion because I don't deal with it on normal stuff. I can just control the way I yeah. feel. And so when something happens like that, I just, I, I'm very inexperienced with dealing with anxiety or scaredness or what, whatever that is. How much of that plays into the fact that you can't do anything about it? A lot. Like almost anything else. Like if your wife fell down and broke her leg, yeah, I'm great you could in that act situation, on that yeah. and you could figure something out. Yeah. I'm, for me, it's a, yeah, it's totally, it's exact. I, I realized that a little bit. That's totally what it is. My, my daughter seems to be okay, by the way. Her breathing was rapid is really all it was. But they were, they were worried it could be other stuff. We had to stay extra two days. We came home. We've been home a couple of days. She's not quite the way they wanted to be. Anyway, I think it's okay. But there were times when it wasn't. And what kills me is uh, I'm pretty good in crisis. I'm pretty level-headed. I even like it because there's usually new opportunity and stuff to think and problem solve and problem solving rapidly. I love that stuff. I'm very comfortable there. Um, there's right. always something to do. And so when you get in a situation like this, there's absolutely nothing that I can do. And, and that's, that's the worst that for me, that's uh, is pretty unbearable. So I want to ask a million questions. I want to figure uh, there's nothing, it's just nothing you can do about it. And that's very, very uncomfortable for me. So that's when emotion or anxiety and those things kick in when there's a, nothing to do. Yeah. I, I feel like that the, the sure way of showing just how weak my faith is like in God is when something is wrong with my kid, even if there's the mm -hmm. potential of there being something wrong, like Priscilla texted me today and said, have you noticed that when Waylon open, opens his mouth wide, his jaw pops and the dentist noticed that today, my immediate reaction is, does she think it's something bad? Is there something wrong? Right. It's just like, I am horrible with that. I mean, I, I don't have any faith in good health. I'm just immediately go to like worst case scenario. But Matt, something about you, since you love little babies and like you're already kicking Georgia around, like the older your kids get, the less you care. That's there's huge benefits well, in that. So like when your kid, way. when your kids <laughs> are married and everything, and like they get super sick, you just don't even care anymore. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's not the case, dude. That's crazy, man. So like, where <laughs> could y'all could y'all y'all were getting the sense from me that I was not in great shape, even though it was relatively minor stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 I did. Well, it's it's not. I mean, it's not minor when you're talking about a little seven eight pound thing. Yep. You know what I mean? A little human that's just, I mean, I, I promise you, when the when we had Ruby and they said, okay, now it's time to go home, I was like, please, God, could we just stay another night? Like, I just, I, there's no way I can handle this. Like, what in the world? And I would literally go most nights, the first probably two or three months of Ruby's life, I, this sounds just, it sounds like OCD insane, insanity. I would go and make sure she was breathing. I'd wake up in the middle yeah. of the night and no, just, I'd go, I, I, I did the mirror trick to see if I could, it didn't never work with a little baby for some <laughs> reason. So I gave up on that, but like, I would just try or I would like nudge her and make sure she like, ah, or you know, I'd go, okay, she's alive. Like, it's just so scary. You just don't know anything. And, and parents too don't know. I mean, we were talking about parents earlier, but like my, my family gave us zero quality information about caring for a baby. They, it's like, they forgot. Like, I don't <laughs> know if when I'm like 60 or something, when I'm 60, I think, I'll, all I'll think about is playing with the kid, like not safety or 
helping them be alive or anything. It just seems so crazy, which is kind of nice because you thought, well, it's not that serious. Like the thing that helps me a lot of times is like everybody not being serious about it, Matt, probably made you go, oh, maybe right. it's not that serious. You know, yeah, that probably know. does help in a way. I was a wreck, no though, way. just pacing around. Right. I just can't do anything. And I'm ta- I talk super fast to Bridget directly. You got it. Are we doing this? Are you doing that? Or just, I mean, I just am trying to do to do something. Right. There's nothing to do. I'm better off. To, I mean, and I can't, I, I can't even eat. Like I'm, I have almost no appetite. I haven't even, I haven't been, I don't feel like getting beer. I don't feel like, oh my e- God, eating that's, ice no, that's I just serious. don't feel like it. I just like, it, wait a minute. It, you're not it, drinking it, beer or eating. I don't feel like it. I just, I, my, <laughs> I'm a, you know me, I'm a one track mind thing. And then I, I'm super focused on what I'm focused on, which is why I like to sit back and drink beer or do something else or whatever. Right. But this is so encompassing that there's nothing else I can do other than think about this walk over here check on it again think about it and, you know and that's that's obviously that's so devastating man that's what My, i do the exact opposite like if i'm worried about something pizza yeah. beer <laughs> like i go the exact i got i got to distract myself or or, or treat myself because yeah. i think I, i'm i'm in so bad that's so crazy like you actually so i just right focus. now your brain I'm a can focus keep you guy. from doing that yeah cuz i can only do, i only i can't multitask i'm a one at a time guy which is a really strength in a lot of cases but not when there's nothing you can do not a strength because I can only think about one thing, and that one thing I can't do anything about. That's that's torture. Anyway, it's so it's right. so crazy that the the things in college that we did not have to think about. I was telling Devin today at lunch. I said, Devin, when we first met each other, we were we were we were entering the stage of well, grandparents are dying off. I said, now we're in the early stages of losing parents. I said, the next phase is we start dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it was. Um, I mean, how crazy is that? We are in the stage now. This time, ten years from now, a lot of our parents are going to be gone. Yeah, and the next step, we start to die, and that's just crazy. So I hope I was encouraging to Devin. Yeah, oh, it sounds like you were terrible. <laughs> I mean, Devin's mother just passed away, and you alluded to him that he would be next. <laughs> Actually, I said you're next. I said next thing you know, Toby's going to die, man. I've always wondered. I've, for a long time, I thought Matt would be the one to go just because it would be like, that, that seems like the most, like everybody goes, oh, Matt's always so healthy. And also, I was just like, something's going to happen where Matt dies. Like just not paying attention, walking across the street or something, get killed or something cra- like some crazy disease. But now I don't know. Now I'm thinking, yeah, it probably is me. Back well, I, told, go. I, I told Devin, I said, I used to, I used to eat right to kind of maintain a decent figure. Now I eat right because I want to live longer. Like that's actually right. in my head. I'm like, I got to start eating better meals. So I live longer. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. It's something else. I tell you what it's, it's, you know, that's the new phase phase two, but I try to think of life as something that can continually change and not just be like a formula. So and I think well, are you able uh, to enjoy the baby though? Are you at least getting some enjoyment? Yeah. Like yeah, now that we're and, home. Yeah. When we not not yeah. when I was in there, it was like a baby sitting in a basket hooked up to a tube. I I felt like I just had a baby on layaway. I'll get it, I'll get it when I get it paid <laughs> off. It's horrible. It's just hey, one more payment. I'm taking like, that thing. No, home. I mean, I'm serious. I, I didn't enjoy it a bit. I was like, the first two days, I only get like a few days of the thing being a newborn, and I'm completely I was disinterested in the baby. Like I was like, this isn't my baby yet. It just, it's 
not right. ready. It's still send it right. back until it's done. I mean, is it miserable? It was easier doing... for me to try to not think about it than try to enjoy it. In that, is this case, the but... worst thing you could possibly do, be doing right now? Is podcasting, or is it good because it distracts you? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely distracted right now. I'm not thinking. I'm I'm trying to talk about that, but I'm trying to. I put it out of my mind. You like it's one thing or the other for me. So this is where I'm at. Unless I get a text message, then I'll be gone. But you know, I'm I'm always right here with what I'm doing. I'm not thinking about other stuff right now. I can tell you that. That's just the way it is. I mean, I don't know, but I know one thing that would make you really happy. What's that? Damn news. Yeah, please. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, hey, don't you worry about it. You got a dad yeah, that loves you. <laughs> in a world where you finally revealed after two or three years in the podcast that your father doesn't love you. <laughs> <laughs> and your best friends are... <laughs> And your best friends are laughing <laughs> because of how amazing their fathers actually are. Like they can't relate to you because their fathers are the greatest, some of the greatest men that you've ever met. My name is Toby Morrell. This is the damn news. You, hey, you just identified or you just highlighted the a major difference in both genders. Could you imagine three girls on a podcast admitting that a mom doesn't love her and they all die laughing? <laughs> right. <laughs> Ah, Lord, Matt, I have to. I, 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 I'm making a habit of interrupting Toby's news here, but I have Thank to tell you. you that when. Yeah, you're welcome. When I pulled up to your house, um, your mom comes out the front door. You can tell she's kind of excited. There's a guest and everything. Why don't you uh, give people a clue what the hell you're talking about and take that again? Well, we already we basically already said that I'm in town for uh, to to be with Devin. His mom mm -hmm. passed away, so you live in this town. So I'm staying at your house. Okay. And she comes out and she's she's talking to me and she's telling me where to park. And then she says, and please don't run over Arvin or whatever your dog's name is. Arvis. Arvis. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what do you want me to stop? Like, I was petrified. So the whole time I was like, so I just kind of stare at her. I'm like, so don't don't drive and she said no just drive really slow and i so i hear this tiny little dog barking around my car and i'm like what do i do I, what if i, I could, run yeah. over this dog in front of matt's mom so it was a bad moment all right toby go ahead well to give any more context to that well, my dad did run over our dog arthur in front of my mom once and he died oh, so if that, oh, helps, if that helps clothe that story when i was when i was 10 my dad ran over our dog in our driveway and killed it oh my lord so yeah maybe that's where she's getting it from yeah yeah, yeah that's probably what that came <laughs> yeah, that from might, yeah that might be where she got that from <laughs> <laughs> maybe she i don't know maybe not but uh all right the first news story comes from elite daily and i, I just thought this was interesting um woman accused of getting back at her ex by sending naked pics to his teenage son Oh, my Lord. A 46-year-old woman slid into a teenager's DMs, his direct messages, and tried to send him nudes. So now she's in trouble with the law. According to the police, Charlotte Clissairs of Iowa. You know how those Iowa people are, Matt. Mm -hmm. They are wild. Iowa's Freaks. the craziest state. They're, just the, they're in the middle of nowhere in the United States. They're just crazy. Admitted that she sent the images to her ex-boyfriend's 17-year-old son in an attempt to embarrass her former lover. Mm-hmm. Basic uh, Des Moines Police Sergeant Paul Perezic said, basically the whole thing started with a domestic situation with her and her now ex-boyfriend. They had split up. There was some arguing going back and forth, and both were kind of alleging some harassment. KCCI's report details that Clissairs 
said her ex threatened to send embarrassing images of her to her family, so she decided to preemptively do the same. According to the DailyMail.com, court documents show that the woman sent nude images to, of her and her ex to her ex's son via Facebook Messenger. One of the images featured Clasares by herself, while the Des Moines Register reports that photos were sent to other relatives as well. What do you guys think about this? Like, do y'all think the same? Like, okay, I always wonder about this. Like, this scene, do y'all feel super offended? Do you think, what do you think about what she did to the 17-year-old boy to get at her ex? Being that he's 17, well, I'll tell you this. Yeah. You said they were both alleged and they were threatening to do the things to yeah. both like that. So I think you got to take up, I mean, when, if you're really confusing it, situation like this you got to look i think to the bible for answers and stuff and it clearly says do unto others right so as and if they you know what i mean so it's (laughs) she did the right thing i mean you got to get back yeah you got to get back that they were gonna do do it it. i think i think i'm understanding that right but he was you know they were that's what he was wanting to do and she did it yeah so do unto others i would say what do you say, Joey? You're the pastor. Uh, I, the Bible says. You feel says, bad for this? Do you, no. Do you feel bad for the 17 year old kid? Do I feel bad for him? I'm sure it probably. Yeah, he got sent, he got sent nudes. Yeah, I would say that is a form of sexual molestation for sure. I I, I think he feels probably icky inside. And yes, I feel bad. Yeah. Well, I, somebody probably says that is awesome, or 17 year old would want nude photos. But if I remember correctly, when you're 17, 46 year old women are gross. Not for me. No. Yeah. Am I right? When you're no, 17, my, no. 46-year-old women no. are gross. No, totally. So. 46-year-old woman, I promise you the exact opposite for me. <laughs> Always and forever, for sure. I don't know why. I know that maybe <laughs> so that sounds crazy to y'all. Always, if that would have happened to me, I might have died. I don't know what I would have done. I, 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 I couldn't have believed it. I would have thought, oh, my Lord, this is unreal. But obviously, that, that's, so that's what I'm your go to. So, but like, when you were... is, is there a different standard though? Is there a potential? Like, if a if a guy were to send nudes to a girl, it'd be a lot worse. But I don't care about seventeen. Do you think of this one? Uh, obviously, I guess this woman has like some mental problems or is messed up, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, she's sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, just to send that. So anyway, plus Facebook is like the it's, worst. It's, would it worst. change y'all's mind if I told you that she was morbidly obese or or she was super hot? Like su- mm. a supermodel, would that change your mind about the story? Hmm. Joey, would that change your mind? Yeah. Like if I if I said, man, she is six hundred. Change pounds, it which said, way? Well, I'm just saying. Would it? Would, would y'all think more differently about the story? Like, whoa. Like, like if, okay. It, if she was, if you, if I have to on, a, answer that honestly, if she was hot, that would make me think, wow, she's really dangerous and crazy. And if she was more right. obese, I would just feel sad. Yeah. yeah, I would say I, that's if, just, I, I don't would know say what if, that means, but that's how I would that's how it would color my reaction. I would say if she was hot, I wouldn't feel as bad for him because he wouldn't feel as icky inside. But I definitely think he would be he would be just as messed up in his mind. It would just be disguised a little bit more in his mind because he yeah. wouldn't realize how messed up. You think he was. if it was a, a a morbidly obese six or seven hundred pound woman, it he wouldn't <laughs> he would feel more icky, more icky. You, yeah, is that what you were saying? I yeah yeah definitely cool hey it's America no 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 I think I think it's more of the age thing I think that the age thing is is what's key here is well it's because you you have to assume that he searches for for porn on the no it's not seeing nudity it's that it's that you know this person what if it was a ninety eight year old woman would it would this be more comical yes then that would be funnier yes it'd be funnier. (laughs) 
but but that's what I'm saying. Isn't that weird? Like it's still it's the same thing. A guy's getting sent nude. But it's not about nudity though. It's not about the nudity. This a 17 year old sees a Brazilian right. nude things way worse than that. Trust me. Yeah. yeah it's this the is fact somebody that he knows that's doing an right. act of, of yep. violence in, in some form to him and it will have a Or it. abuse, I would say. It's, it's, and, I don't know. it's a malicious and, thing. And, 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 it's, yes. and it's not about just that there's probably a nipple in the picture or anything. And you right. would have well, to assume that him receiving these these made him feel like he was being pursued sexually. Yes. Who that, I mean, that yes. definitely has no, to yeah, mess I totally up. agree. That's what that's what I was gonna say. I think this this sets up a where a seventeen year old boy goes, Oh, well, women send you nudes. That's what they do. Women do that. You know what I mean? Like he, he has no reference. And you're right, like if it, if his reference is porn, then his whole world is like, Oh, that's what women do. And then it, it sets him up to be totally ignorant to what reality is so all right uh i got two more stories but I'll, i'm gonna do a uh a neat one i thought this is kind of cool this comes from um fox news tech matt i think you might think it's cool maybe you heard about it researchers create working transporter but only manage to teleport photons mm-hmm. <laughs> the research this research was conducted through a collaboration between the university of calgary and a group of united states-based researchers and the Canadian city itself, uh, Wolfgang Tittle, a professor in the Department of Physics and Astronomy at the University of Calgary, led the team of physicists. Physicists, That's a hard word. The project is based on quantum entanglement, where two or more photons become entangled with each other to the point that their properties become linked, creating a single quantum state or a set list of properties. The team managed to teleport two fo- photons of an entangled set, which remain linked to each other despite the distance they traveled, which is, mm-hmm. I, I, I can go on more. I know it's going to get crazier and crazier. So read the article here on foxtech.com. But um, this entanglement thing, I've read about it before. And Matt, I wanted to ask you about this. Mm-hmm. I've heard before that you can walk by somebody and one of your photons or whatever, something in you can get entangled with somebody else. And you don't know it. And it, maybe it affects you or not. Do you know what I'm talking about? Quantum entanglement? Um, I, I understand what you're talking about there. I don't know what you're referencing when you talk about walk by somebody, but I understand what they're saying in this article. Or I'm I, I've heard before that, that you can have a, it, you can have an, an, I've heard you can have an in, quantum entanglement with another person or an animal or something yeah. like a, that you can somehow, no, I'm, I just use walking by, like yeah. somehow you, you, you can be entangled and not know that you're connected with somebody and have a photon that's now the same or whatever. I don't really understand. Well, the, the, inter- the interesting thing about it is, the, the significant thing about it is, there is a, a cause in one location and a, a, an effect in another location with zero time passing, um, meaning that it happens instantaneously, uh, which no other information or change or anything else can occur in the universe that we know of that, that, that would not be subject to at least light speed, uh, like, a signal from electricity or, or information beamed across uh, uh, space. It would take at least a minimum or less than light speed to, or more than light speed to get there, for instance, right? Yeah. So that's what's significant about teleportation here, meaning that if you change, these photons are quantum entangled, meaning like, let's say they're connected through another dimension or something that's foggy for us. And to change one, like let's say you uh, turn a stone on a pyramid and one on the other side turns at the same time, like they were connected by a string yeah, or something. And so th- they would both rotate. So technically you're transmitting information there. If those, if those photons or bricks or whatever it would be contained information, you'd be instantaneously transporting something without it ha- having to send a signal from one to the other affecting its change. Typically that's how 
things, you would think things would happen. Like a signal would go from one and it would cause, it would travel there and cause the other one to be affected. But this is happening instantly with no signal transfer time. So essentially, yeah. it, it is teleported. Do, do you do you feel confident with what you know that they will come up, like a, the transporter is a real thing? I know it, it's so funny that sci-fi becomes real, but is this one thing that you think like one day people will be transported I don't know. That way? I don't know, but it's it has really good implications for transmitting information. Right. And it's really just a puzzle. It's really just interesting from a thought experiment point of view to to understand that thing that the that that these subatomic particles are connected to each other in a way that we don't see or know what the connection is. But if you change this over here this other thing changes and we know of no what we know of no link between them of how that would happen. That's what's interesting about it. So I see. All right. Cool. Yeah. That's Joey, the what same you, reason. What do, you, what do you think, Joey? That's the same reason why I'm interested too. Is what Matt said with the subatomic particles. Like, is that at all interesting to you, Joey? Like, uh, seriously, I'm definitely interested in a lot of um, space stuff and a lot of sci- a lot of science stuff. But this in particular, like, what's, well, like, when you say space stuff, that's a big thing. Like, what's a space stuff thing that you're interested in? Oh, just like how far stars are and like how big mm-hmm. the universe is, and just light years and how yeah. long no, that's, it takes yeah. to travel. Right. Like that stuff is just is, does that at all inform your faith? What do you mean? Those things, like you said, how far stars are and and science and stuff like that. Does that ever affect the way you think about God? I would say it encourages my faith for sure. Yeah. Just because I think it, it, if God is the creator of it all, it's just like, Oh my gosh, that's a, how great is our God? Sing with me. Cool. You know? All right, let's move on to the next story. Last story here comes from the New York post. And, uh, this one's interesting because it has happened to Joey. And, man, I think it's happened to you, too. Uh, this woman is frighteningly open about her worst sex toy mishap ever. Okay. A British woman misplaced a sex toy before realizing it was lodged inside her backside, still vi- still vibrating, <laughs> forcing doctors to perform emergency surgery. Emma Phillips, a 24-year-old student teacher, from the town of Wallace near Liverpool, was getting busy with her boyfriend, Lee Miller, who is 29, five years older, on Saturday morning when they couldn't find their seven-inch long vibrator. She pressed on her stomach and could feel vibration. We were looking around the bed to see in, in the bed in case it had fallen out. When we leaned on my stomach, I could feel it vibrate. It was stuck <laughs> low down at one point and was even wedged behind my hip. Desperate times call for desperate measures and a BBQ tong. <coughs> for a while, Lee was suggesting, Lee, her boyfriend, was suggesting all kinds of wonderful options, Options, she said. He tried a kitchen fork handle, oh my at which, which we won't be using again, and said he could feel it at one point, but then it was too far up. It was a goner. She added he tried barbecue prongs, too, but after a certain point, after an hour of trying, we knew we were going to have to go to the hospital. The couple had been drinking, obviously, so they didn't want to drive to the hospital, but explaining the mishap to well, an sa- ambulance. I thought this was a Saturday morning. These people are wild. Uh, you said it was Saturday explaining morning, Explaining the mishap right? to it. Yes, yeah, it's just a Saturday morning. Get up. Get <laughs> explaining wasted. the mishap to an ambulance dispatcher was a whole other thing. Uh, I had to make the most embarrassing call to the ambulance at 7 a.m. The call handler said, tell me exactly what the problem is. So I had to tell him. Well, they, you know, they so, say this is just crazy, crazy common in the emergency room. The doctors are, they've seen it a million times. Maybe not this specific thing, but 
they get people all the time with stuff stuck in their butt, and it just happens all the time. And they, they know how you know they know how to ask the questions to they're not phased by it. It does happen all the time. I think things get stuck in your butt because nothing, maybe stuff isn't supposed to go up there. It's only it's exit only. Maybe I don't know. If you're <laughs> if you're putting something in there that's going to stay, that could you know like a like a vibrator or a dildo that you can lose it. Yeah, you can lose it. Right. It, I mean, who knows what what can go up there? Yeah. Joy, what have you had up? What have you had up there that you've lost? You know what? I keep a list of that on a spreadsheet. Do you want me <laughs> you don't to have it with you? Read them. No, you don't have the spreadsheet with you, do you? Okay. I don't. They're saved you. on a secret file at home. Yep. Have y'all ever had a weird uh, sex thing happen? Uh, have you had anything like that? You were like, uh, oh my god. Of course. All right. That's the damn news. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll speak. Well, speaking of sex, our good friends at the Free Sex Podcast. They want to offer us BC listeners. So if you're listening, even if you're not in the BC club, you can get 15% off of anything at the marriagesupply.com. It's basically, hey, they're selling sex toys for married couples. You even have to validate whether or not you're married to get them. You actually don't. But at the checkout, just type in BC Club 2016 for 15% off. And the first five BC Clubbers that I name here that are new BC Club members, you are actually going to get a marriage supply box for free. It's the marriage supply box. Pending validation of your marriage. That goes Clay. uh, That's going to go to Clay Crenshaw, Sarah Treme, Douglas Pinnock, Jackson Helton Smith and Mason Unraw. Unraw, yes. And then the rest of you guys are are losers. And that's Greg J. LaFranchi, Danica Rogie, Garrett McPherson, Jared Stevenson, Carly Horst, John Vermillier, Drake Fryson, David Vokun. Tyler Ellsworth and Tierney Edwards. We love you guys, but only the first five of you won the marriage supply box. But all of you are winners for being in the BC club. Yeah, I, I, Matt, I'm tell continually them why. blown away that there's that many people that keep signing up. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's it's yeah, just insane. And we have what I was looking at today. Our data is really conclusive that when people are in the BC club, they don't drop out at yeah. all. Like, I mean, of course, people do, but the way way more than we ever expected people stay in the club and they they don't leave it's been amazing and i only thank the people in the club itself because i know we give you a t-shirt for this or you get a book whatever i know you guys like those perks but there's no way you would stay in the club if you didn't enjoy it in an ongoing way uh to communicate with each other to have the community and do it whatever it is that you value about it even if it's just supporting this podcast supporting us i i I greatly appreciate it Uh, and we're going to try to do some more stuff to make it valuable to you because it's it's amazing so i know those that community aspect uh really is and here's one thing that we do have coming up that i don't have the details exactly about but given that we have the ability to do stuff like this and then figure out how to make it work or make money work or whatever we do live shows from time to time so we're going to go ahead and book some more bc pod live shows and we're going to do this around christmas time i'll be ready to get up and get out of town here soon so in the beginning of christmas somewhere around december 10th it looks like we're going to have a bad christian uh holiday company party and you're invited so i'm sure we'll have tickets for it it'll be like a uh, hors d'oeuvres and drinks night we'll probably do the podcast and we'll do a concert too we'll have a bunch of bad christian artists 
and us and Emery will be in town. Joey's going to be in town and we're going to rent a place out and have a real party, like a company as a Christmas party. Cause we got a bunch of people here in Seattle. It'll be in Seattle, by the way, uh, a bunch of people involved here. We got a big team, a bunch of artists, a bunch of musicians, and we're going to fly some other ones in and have an event. It'll be a private Christmas party. Like, cool companies do. We're going to throw one of those this year and we're going to let you, some of you guys come depending on the place and how many tickets we can do and how to make it work. Yeah. And then we're going to head out from there and go down to looks like some places in the West coast pending booking them and go do a few uh, mini Christmas parties. And so we're going to do the podcast and t- at least do the podcast and Toby and I'll come play some Christmas music and throw oh, some yeah. miniature Christmas parties on probably the West coast. It looks like at this time. So look forward to that. I just wanted to announce that and get it out there. So we will, you know, details coming soon. Uh, again, check out Kings Kaleidoscope and Citizens and Saints tour dates coming up. And the last thing I'll mention is we had a bonus episode came out the other day. Great job on that. Uh, Toby and everybody for doing that. Had Dan Koch and Matt McDonald from Don't Feed the Trolls. And Dan Koch's new podcast is a bad Christian podcast as well. It's called Depolarize, and you can find it on our website i'll let you figure out what it is and if you like it yourself but just know we like it it's up and it's there and thank you guys for for supporting and funding all the stuff we do we do a bunch of development of people and artists and art and creative stuff and you guys the bc club fund it thank you for letting us run our mouths about this kind of bullshit i want to say too i was on two awesome podcasts recently our good friend jason farr his podcast is called there it is by Jason Farr, and it's a cool comedy podcast where we just talk about life and entertainment and stuff. But uh, I'm on episode 14, so check that out. And I was also on Don't Feed the Trolls this week, and it was a very fun episode as well. So uh, definitely check them out. Um, can, I, can I send us off? I just want to send us off with an encouraging scripture from the Bible. Uh, and this is Mal- Malachi 2.3. Behold, I will corrupt your seed and spread dung upon your faces, even the dung of your solemn feasts, and one shall take you away with it. Amen. We receive it. Amen. Receive it. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.